You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining us. Today's episode is brought to you by Country Leisure. Country Leisure can get you set up with your backyard oasis with a pool or hot tub. Summer is right around the corner, and now is the time to get your relaxation on. So call the people over at Country Leisure at 405-799-7745. Country Leisure, just add water. On today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast, we're going to dig into the new basketball top 25 poll. We're going to talk a little bit about Oklahoma's projected offensive depth chart, and we're going to talk a little bit about where Spencer Rattler is projected to go in the 2022 NFL draft. But before we do that, let's dig in again to the latest top 25 poll where Oklahoma finds themselves sitting on the outside looking in, receiving 40 uh, 40 votes in the top 25 poll, uh, they find themselves on the outside. And while the Big 12 has six teams in the top 25 poll, led by Baylor, followed by Texas, Oklahoma State, Kansas, West Virginia, and Texas Tech, Oklahoma only received 40 votes. And they're they were tied with, for sixth in the others receiving votes category. So if you want to extrapolate that, they're seen as like the 31st best team in the top 25 poll. Uh, and I think that's pretty accurate. It's probably where they need to be after losing five or six games to close the season, uh, dropping, you know, a, what could have been a winnable game against Kansas and uh, struggling to beat Iowa state in the second half, uh, man, it, it's, I, I liked, I'd like to think that Oklahoma can rebound from that, that slide. And I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show where what hope do you have kind of what, what has this team done to give you confidence that they can overcome losing five of six games and pulling themselves out, themselves out of the funk that they've been in? I mean, we've seen them play good basketball at times throughout the 2020, 2021 season, but it seems like over the last couple of weeks of the season, they just haven't been consistent enough. They haven't been able to finish games like they were early in the season. And as a fan, as somebody who watches the game and really wants, wants to see your team win, it's awfully frustrating to see this team have leads in the second half of games and not be able to close it out. I mean, I think, I, I know I speak for a lot of Sooners Nation and you're just left a, a lot of times wondering why. And, you know, a lot of people point to Austin Reeves and sometimes the ball domination at the end of games is a bit of an issue. But what do you expect your best player to do? I don't think many people are looking at, I don't know, pick a, pick a team, LeBron's Lakers. They're going to want the ball in his hand toward the end, of the end of the game. Now, I'm not saying Austin Reeves is the same caliber of player that LeBron is, or even uh, over at Oklahoma State um, with Cade Cunningham. I don't think he's the same caliber of player that Cade Cunningham is, but it's the same kind of situation. When the game is tight, and you need buckets. You want the ball in your best player's hand. And that's Austin Reeves. Now, we want Austin Reeves to probably distribute a little bit better to get the ball out of his hands and get to open shooters a little bit more willingly, I guess is the best way to put it, and not be looking to do everything on his own. 
But sometimes when you have that scores mentality, you have the mentality to dominate the basketball and you're an alpha male on the basketball court. You're going to be the guy that wants to go in there and attempt to, you know, take control of the game and win the game for your team. And, you know, it, it can be a bit of a fault and he's even, you know, brought it up in, at times in the past where maybe he's dominated the ball a little bit too much. And so it's just a matter of Austin Reeves needing to get his other guys involved, but we also need to see those guys hit shots consistently, which they haven't been able to do. And that's a, one of the bigger reasons why this team has lost five of their last six, not just because Austin Reeves hasn't been able to finish down the stretch, or maybe he's because he's not given the ball up, but it's because he didn't have anybody else to trust anybody else to rely upon. Even as good of a shooter as Moja Gibson has been, he's struggled a lot as well. We know the struggles that Brady Manick has had, both offensively and defensively. We know that Elijah Harkless is a streaky shooter as well. I mean, he brings more of an all-around game, and he's more your defender. And I think a lot of it just comes down to the fact that they're just a short bench. They rely on their their best players to play way too many minutes. And towards the end of games, I mean, how how many times can you play 38 minutes in a game and not be winded by you know, minutes 37, 38, 39, 40. I mean, even being in world-class condition and being in as good a shape as these guys are, it's only a matter of time till you start to wear down and you start to break down. That's just the reality. You get tired. You play hard for a full, you know, 35 minutes, 38 minutes. Eventually by at some point, your body's just going to start saying, I can't do anymore. And so that's a little bit of the product that that Oklahoma has uh, created for themselves and a reason why I've been calling for them to allow Davion Harmon to run the offense a little bit more, allow Austin Reeves to kind of just spot up at times and not have to create everything on his own and not have to dictate the flow of the offense. Now, Davion Harmon has his own issues at times. He can be a little bit loose with the basketball, make some poor decisions, passing the ball as well. But they got to find somebody else to take a little bit of the pressure off of Austin Reeves so that at the end of basketball games, he doesn't feel like he has to do it all on his own. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they decide to play against Missouri, what kind of lineups they try to use, what kind of rotations they try to use, because some of that stuff is going to matter. And they need to figure out a rotation. They need to figure out a better way to uh, keep Austin Reeves fresh towards the end of the game, keep Brady Manick fresh get some better defensive rebounding. And I think it's going to, they need to start using a lot more Kirk Weth in this game because he's easily their best defender, their most consistent defensive rebounder, and they need to figure out a way to overcome the rebounding deficiencies that they've had in this game. But again, outside of the top 25, I don't think a month ago, anybody would have predicted that by the end of the season. And so definitely it has to be a very disappointing finish to the season for the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, and we'll continue to cover what this team's got going for them as they head into the NCAA tournament. Uh, later this week, we'll have a Locked On crossover edition of the Locked On Sooners podcast where, we'll, we're, where we will get on with a Locked On Mizzou host, John Miller, to break down the Missouri Tigers and the Oklahoma Sooners matchup in the NCAA tournament. And coming up next, I want to talk to you a little bit about the projected Oklahoma Sooners depth chart from the Sooners Wire, what they released earlier today, and uh, where some of these guys might be slotted as they head into spring football. And we're also going to talk a little bit about 
Spencer Rattler's projection for the 2022 NFL draft. Yes, the 2021 NFL draft is still to come. We're still about six weeks away from that. But it's never too early to be looking ahead at the 2022 NFL draft. Hey, we I mean, some of these recruiting guys, these recruiting analysts, they're already looking at 2023, 2024. So we can be looking at the 2022 NFL draft as well. So we'll do that coming up in the third segment. But before we do that, let me talk to you a little bit about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto part and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts at a storefront auto parts store when you can go to rockauto.com and save? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now I want to talk to you about our friends over at Country Leisure. Country Leisure is a pool and hot tub manufacturing company that has been in the business for 35 years. They're experts in the industry, but experts at creating your relaxation oasis. Are you ready to get out of the house, get into the backyard, have quality time with your friends, with your family? Well, there's no better way to do that during the summertime than by the pool or by the hot tub with your friends, off the phones, having great conversation. Are you looking for a way to relax? Well, maybe you need a hot tub. Warm water helps to improve general physical state. It acts as a stress reducer and it improves your sleep. Do you have issues getting to sleep at times? Nothing helps to relax your muscles, relax your joints and warm water. Are you looking for an above ground pool? Well, an above ground pool might be the best way for you to get into pool ownership. It's the least expensive way to get in and it's much quicker with an installation process that can take one day in most cases and they can get you even more customization options than you might get with a below ground pool. But the most important thing is to create a spot that is relaxing for you, for your family, for your friends, to get off the phone, get off the tablets, to get out from in front of streaming, whatever you're streaming on Netflix and get by the pool, get outside, get you some vitamin D in the sunshine and just have fun. I mean, summer is right around the corner. We're talking about March madness right now, but after March Madness, we're not long into getting to the heat of summer. And you know, these Oklahoma days, they are hot. And if you've experienced that heat, then maybe you're ready to get into pool ownership. We'll contact the people over at Country Leisure and go to their website, countryleisuremfg.com, or you can call or text 405-799-7745, located off of I-35 in Moore, Oklahoma. That's Country Leisure, just add water. Betting on the Oklahoma Sooners doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Are you ready to get in some bets on March Madness? We'll get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And now here in the Locked On Sooners podcast, we're going to go through uh, Soonerswire.com's projections of the Oklahoma Sooners offensive depth chart and uh, there's not really a lot of surprises but there are a few surprises here now Brianna Dix uh, the one of the writers over there 
at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. Put this together and, um, you know, some interesting names, obviously at the quarterback position, you know, they're projecting Spencer Rattler to be the starter, Caleb Williams to be the backup. And then you got Micah Bowens as the third string quarterback. Uh, obviously there were some transfers uh, in and transfers out. And so that's not, not all that surprising at the running back position. No surprise that Kennedy Brooks is listed as they're projecting as the starter. Uh, a bit of a surprise for me that Eric Gray is the uh, kind of the number two guy in front of Seth McGowan. And again, we're projecting out to the fall where this team might look um, down the road. Uh, but again, you've got some really good players. Eric Gray might be better than Seth McGowan. And Seth, they might use Seth McGowan in more of a kind of jet sweep package where he's you know coming across the formation and taking handoffs like that might be used more as a receiving back. And we've seen Eric Gray do it as a lead back uh, with the Tennessee Volunteers. And so I could I could see that happening where he's the primary backup to Kennedy Brooks. Uh, at the H-back position, no surprises here. Jeremiah Hall leading the way with Mikey Henderson coming up as the second H-back. But it wouldn't also surprise me to see you know Mikey Henderson start getting some snaps at tailback as well uh, at the tight end position or the H receiver, you got Austin Stogner, Braden Willis. Uh, I like how that they're differentiating these because a lot of times Lincoln Riley might use an H back and the H receiver, you know, they, they kind of mix those things up and the, or the tight end, they might mix those things up a little bit. And so, you know, yeah, Austin Stogner is going to lead the way at tight end, the more traditional tight end while Jeremiah Hall is more kind of the H back full slash fullback type. Um, and then, yeah, Braden Willis coming in behind Austin Stogner, still really solid two deep. I think this is one spot that's a bit surprising to me. And that's at that X receiver receiver position. Now this is the receiver that oftentimes lines up um, on the line of scrimmage. They're the one that is often going to take on a little bit more press coverage. Um, and again, a little bit surprised because they got Jaden Hazelwood leading the way over Theo Weiss. Now, you know, if you've listened to this show and you listened to it back in the fall, you know that David and I were big fans of third down Theo. The guy just comes up with clutch catch after clutch catch. Uh, but Hazelwood is an immense talent. And um, so it's no surprise that maybe that the, um, that Sooners Wire, that Brianna Dix is project projecting that potentially uh, Jaden Hazelwood could lead the way. Uh, for the Sooners at the X receiver position, he definitely has more size to offer uh, at the X receiver position. So if he is lining up on the line of scrimmage, he's going to be able to break those press coverages a little bit better. Um, and we saw in the, the Florida game, him make a spectacular catch, just showed off incredible athleticism. And so, I, you know, I think I speak for myself and for a lot of Sooners Nations, we're, we're very excited to see him get back on the field and, and playing for the Oklahoma Sooners. But it also wouldn't surprise me to see Theo Weiss lead the way at the X receiver position based on what he did in the 2020 season. And then you go to the Y receiver, which is generally considered the slot receiver position. And again, a bit of another surprise, you got Trajan Bridges. Trajan, much like Hazelwood, sat out much of the 2020 season. Um, but then you got Drake Stoops kind of coming in as the second guy. Um, I don't know about that. I think Drake Stoops has the inside track probably to be the starter at the Y, uh, the slot receiver position, because he was just, he was clutch and he made some big plays. Now, Trajan might be a more talented player, but 
I think Drake Stoops is kind of, I don't know, his heart and hustle and um, just the, again, the big plays that he made at times is going to help carry over to 2021. And sometimes you need guys like him on the field. He's one of those glue guys, not necessarily the most talented player, but a player that every team needs on their team playing well and playing often to win. And uh, then, you know, it shows Billy Bowman as the third string uh, wide receiver. And if we can get Billy Bowman on the field, I think that would be fantastic. It uh, wouldn't surprise me to see them redshirt him this year, but again, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all if they got him on the field and try to get him in into some particular packages with his uh, athletic ability and his speed. Uh, and then at the Z receiver position, this is the one that plays more off the line of scrimmage. Uh, you got Marvin Mims leading the way, Trajan Bridges, second string, and Mario Williams is the third string. Again, no surprise, you know, marvelous Marvin Mims was fantastic in his true freshman season. I have no reason to believe that he's not going to take another step forward in his development in 2021. And then we get to the offensive line. No surprises at the starting positions. You got Wanye Morris, the transfer from Tennessee, starting at left tackle. And then you got Marquise Hayes starting at left guard. Uh, you know, he's coming back from last year. Uh, and then maybe this is a bit of a surprise because he played tackle at UCLA, but you got Chris Murray, or he played a little bit of guard and tackle at UCLA, but Chris Murray is projecting right now to be the starting center. And uh, he does have that ability to play center. And we know that uh, the offensive line has been really, really good over the years, and they are good at developing and getting guys ready to play. And so it would not surprise me if Chris Murray is going to be the starting center for the Oklahoma Sooners. And what a coup for them to be able to move on from, you know, to go from, I won't say move on, but to go from Creed Humphrey, who's going to likely be a top 50 pick in the NFL draft to a guy that has skins on the wall, like Chris Murray. And let's, you know, let's go back to Wanya Morris for a second already. People are already starting to talk about him in the 2022 NFL draft as a potential first round pick. That's awesome. Like that is fantastic. Like to got, have a guy that you can slot in there at left tackle with his athleticism, his skill that is already being projected as a first round pick for 2022. You have to be thrilled with that if you're an Oklahoma Sooners fan. And then moving on to the right guard position, you got Tyrese Robinson. Again, got a lot of snaps last year for the Oklahoma Sooners. And then at right tackle, Eric Swenson, who's bumping over from left tackle uh, to replace uh, Adrian Ely. A good, you know, good player, good solid player. He's going to have another you know, he's got a ton of experience and you want as many of those guys on your offensive line as possible um, with, you know, uh, a youngish team. I mean, if your offensive line can be the experience group on your squad, then I think you're in a good position to contend in the Big 12 and for a national title. But we'll continue to break down more about the offensive line and the Oklahoma Sooners offensive depth chart as we go along and get deeper into the spring ball. And we'll do and we get we'll get David back on the show to get him, to give for him to give us his thoughts on the offensive line cuz you know that's his position that we 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 stand the offensive line here on the Lockdown Sooners podcast. But coming up next, we'll talk a little bit about the 2022 way too early NFL draft big board and where Spencer Rattler falls on that. But before we do that, let me talk to you about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Major League Baseball is right around the corner. And before you know it, we'll be back to football season again. And you can even get in future bets 
on the Oklahoma Sooners' chances to win the national title, Spencer Rattler's odds to win the Heisman. They're there for you to bet on at betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They give you real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. So go to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And we've been telling you about Built Bar for months. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's better than anything we've ever eaten. It's fantastic. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's low calorie. It's got low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and it tastes fantastic. These bars are 100% covered in chocolate. They're easy to eat and they're good for you. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. In today's matchup, we've got the coconut almond versus my personal favorite, the peanut butter brownie. But here's the thing. I like the coconut almond too. It's one of my favorite. Those are two of my go-tos. If I'm making a mix box and I'm getting three flavors, the peanut butter brownie, the coconut almond, those two are must-haves for me every time I order. And so this one is one of those pick-em games, but I'm going to have... But to me, the tiebreaker is always going to be the peanut butter. I love peanut butter and chocolate. It's one of my favorite flavor combinations in the world, whether it's ice cream, candy, it doesn't matter. Give me all the peanut butter and chocolate combinations. So for me, I'm picking peanut butter brownie to move on to the next round. Uh, Sorry, coconut almond, you still hold a soft place in my heart, but it's going to be peanut butter brownie. So make sure you go to... BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, or sorry, remember to use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. And we've got you covered here on the Locked On Sooners podcast, talking all things Oklahoma Sooners. But if you want to know more about what's going on around the Big 12, make sure you go check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast with our guy, Josh Neighbors. You've heard him here on the show. You heard him last week on the Big 12 tournament preview. And so make sure you go subscribe to that show wherever you get your podcast. Josh has you covered from all the angles, covering all the stories at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. And now as we are about five, six weeks away from the 2021 NFL Draft, we've got to start looking at the 2022 NFL draft. And we had our guys just take part in the pro days for um, Oklahoma. Uh, it was last Friday. Creed Humphrey had a fantastic day. Talked about that quite a bit on the show yesterday. So make sure you go and check that out. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Sooners podcast if you're not. But let's talk about Spencer Rattler. Right now, Spencer Rattler is... So on 247 Sports, way too early big board for the 2022 uh, season uh, NFL draft, Spencer Rattler came in as the number one player on their big board. And obviously, when you play for Oklahoma, when Lincoln Riley is your head coach and designing your offense, it puts you in a great position to be drafted very high for the NFL draft. Uh, And here's what 247 Sports had to say. Two of Lincoln Riley's last three quarterbacks went on to number one overall, and Rattler has the same talent ceiling of a Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray. And they even argue that he's the most natural thrower of the football among that group. Um, They do say that his size might be a bit of an issue, but he makes up for it 
with a penchant for the spectacular as an out-of-structure performer and deadly accuracy when allowed to play on time. And I have no arguments with any of that um, analysis. What I will say is that if Spencer Rattler wants to be considered the number one overall pick or the top player in the 2022 NFL draft, he's going to have to play with a lot more consistency in 2021. And we saw him kind of start the season hot against Missouri State, as he should have, but then go on to struggle at times against Iowa State, Kansas State, Texas. And then he turned things around at the you know second half of the Texas game through the rest of the season. Spencer Rattler was fantastic. Now it's time to see him put something together from start to finish and play a full season of high-level football where he leaves no doubt that he's the best quarterback in the country. Now, will that mean he is drafted number one overall in the 2022 NFL draft? That remains to be seen because there's sometimes there's weird drafts where a team like, you know, say the Jacksonville Jaguars are projected to take Trevor Lawrence in this year's NFL draft, but they don't have enough pieces to make them a competitive team in 2021. And they end up again with the 2022 first round overall pick. Well, maybe they decide to stay and draft an edge player, much like when Chase Young went first overall in the NFL draft. It, it there's no way there's no way to know exactly how the draft is going to play out. But if Spencer Rattler goes into 2021 and has a season that many of us think he's capable of having and contends for the Heisman and wins the Heisman Trophy, and Oklahoma is competitive and winning the Big 12, getting into the college football playoff like many people think that they should and are projecting them to do, then there's no reason to believe that Spencer Rattler can't be the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft. And on their big board, there were still a few other Sooners that they mentioned as potential first round uh, players. And uh, they mentioned three Austin Stogner at tight end, which I think is a little bit rich. I don't know if he's going to get enough targets in the passing game to warrant being a first round tight end selection. I mean, we're seeing this year, like Kyle Pitts being mentioned in the top 10, but you have to be like a spectacular player at your position, especially at the tight end position where at times you can find really good value a little bit later in the draft to warrant first round consideration. And, you know, Austin Stogner, he definitely has the talent to put, have a productive season and show off all the skills that he's got, but will he be able to get enough targets in the passing game to, show NFL teams that he's ready to be an elite tight end in the NFL, because if you're not going to be an elite tight end in the NFL, you're not going to be taken in the first round of the NFL draft. I mean, Mark Andrews was a third round pick. So let's just put a little bit of that into perspective. Okay. Because as great as Mark Andrews was, he was a third round pick. Now it was a travesty that the NFL allowed him to wait until the third round, but that's just how NFL teams evaluated him. It's no fault to Mark Andrews. He did everything he was asked to do at Oklahoma in the college. And he was still a third round pick. So if he was a third round pick, how are teams going to evaluate Austin Stogner? There's no way to know. Now, Nick Bonito, on the other hand, who was pro football Focus's top edge rusher last year. He was an All-American, one of the best players in the country last year. I can highly i can very much see him going in the first round i could even see him getting top 10 consideration if he puts together another season like he did in 2020 uh, he will definitely be knocking on the door to that top 10 because again edge rusher is one of those premium five positions that every team is looking to get they're looking to draft high and they're looking to pay you're looking at quarterback wide receiver offensive tackle 
edge rusher, and cornerback. And so Nick Bonito plays a premium position with a lot of production, a lot of skins on the wall, and he's a perfect fit for a team that runs one of those three, four defenses, one of those odd front defenses, like a Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, like a Baltimore Ravens. He's an absolutely perfect fit for one of those teams because we've seen him drop back into coverage and make plays on the football. Now, it's not, so, not, it's not the thing he's best at, but he can do it and he's really good at it. Uh, he's a, he's a bona fide edge rusher that if he has a productive season, you know, flirts with 10 sacks in 2021, I could very much see him being a top 15 in the NFL draft consideration. And then you got Perry on Winfrey, who at times was just outright nasty in 2020 and had some really, really dominant stat snaps. He's a, you know, probably best in a one gap scheme where he can just fire off the ball, get up field, much like Neville Gallimore was. Uh, if you're going to ask him to control two gaps, it, it limits a little bit of what he's able to do, but he's definitely got the size and the strength to be able to play a two gap system. So it's just going to depend on the team for him. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's it for the Oklahoma Sooners. I mean, they got three guys that are in consideration to be, you know, first round picks. And they didn't even mention uh, Wanya Morris, who we talked about in the second segment, who at left tackle could very much be in consideration for the first round if he goes into the draft in 2022. So a lot of exciting things happening for the lockdown or for the Sooners here on the Lockdown Sooners podcast. We'll continue to break it down as the spring goes along. And how fun is it to be able to watch an Oklahoma team that's got so much talent? I mean, how how sad would it be to watch Kansas play football every year? And every year you're just like, hey, at least we got Puka Williams. He's a lot of fun. That's all you've got. Like, that's it. I mean, we are absolutely spoiled here at the University of Oklahoma and as Oklahoma fans to watch a team that year in and year out is producing first round talent, top hundred talent in the NFL draft. And they've got talent all across the offense and guys that are going to be very productive, are going to make plays. And I can't wait, man. We, we're still like five months away from August, you know, five and a half months away from the start of the 2021 college football season, but I'm already ready for it. I know basketball is still going on and softball is just lighting it up right now. But I can't tell you how excited I am to see this Oklahoma Sooners team get on the field in 2021 and rectify some of the issues that, you know, that cost them the 2021 or the 2020 season. So make sure you're subscribed here to the Locked On Sooners podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sooners on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And we're also on Instagram at Locked On Sooners. For my partner, David Walker, who should be back for the, the Wednesday episode. I'm John Williams. We'll catch you tomorrow. Boomer sooner.